world's favorite comic book hero, followed by 84 million readers a year. Now, he comes alive. For the first time on the screen, you'll see it all. The spectacular adventures of the amazing Spider-Man. He can do the things a spider does, you know, uh, climb walls and, and spin webs, and he's very, very strong. You've heard about him. You've read about him. Now, you'll see him in action. Kill him. No challenge is too great. No enemy is too strong. The most popular, most daring, most exciting superhero in the entire world. At last, he comes alive for his most incredible adventure. Now, Spider-Man takes on a madman who's turning the streets into a siege of terror. More and more people are being mysteriously hypnotized into threatening the entire city and destroying themselves. Look up high as one man does the impossible. He uses all his fantastic spider powers to battle the most evil forces ever imagined. live action excitement the super adventure of everybody's favorite superhero spider-man now he lives hello 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 welcome to the film room yeah we have a guest with us today uh mr paul andalina back again yep <laughs> it's me it's Bro- me we're always glad to have you. Um, we, uh, Paul and I have been doing a, a little bit of a look at some of the more out there comic book movies. Um, and, uh, we were going to, we were going to cover this one last week and things got crazy. Lola has been sick and, uh, Amanda's been sick and I've been sick. And with all the chaos, I was like, <laughs> why don't we save this and do this as a full fledged film room episode? And that way we can really, you know, give this movie the full discussion it deserves because what we're going to be discussing today is the 1977, uh, it aired in September of 77, TV movie Spider-Man. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. We're going to get into why that's the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's begin by establishing something that people need to understand. If you lived in the in uh, Europe and Australia, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies were not the first live-action Spider-Man movies released there. Oh, theatrically. This was released theatrically. That is what's amazing about this. This was released what? theatrically. Oh. Overseas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This played theaters. This actually, this and a later two-parter. And then uh, another two-parter aired in theaters. Um, And this was a practice they did a few times. I want to say that the Incredible Hulk pilot movie got the same treatment. Hmm. Um, When I found that out, 
I was like, really? So they had three Spider-Man movies before the U.S. had any released theatrically. Lucky Ducks. It's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. Um, this was a common practice because, frankly, the standards were a little bit lower overseas. And I want us to stop and think for a second about what that means when you consider some of the movies that I have seen play U.S. theaters. Um, for what it's worth, I do not think this movie should have had a theatrical release in the U.S. It is not on that level. <laughs> no. Um, but it's not the worst. If it had played... It wouldn't be the worst thing I've seen play. Hell, it wouldn't even be the worst comic book movie I've seen play theaters. And that's sad. I'm, I mean, honest to God, this doesn't look like it has that much worse special effects than Steel. Yeah. Like, it's... this. The special effects of this are obvious. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, very odd. Like, the... He stands out from the green screen, or from the blue yeah. screen. It wasn't green screen back then, it was blue screen. Yeah. Uh, but, and go on. but it still wasn't, like, the worst of ever. No. It wasn't as bad as The Room. I'll put it this way. For those that want a special effects comparison for what special effects look like theatrically in 1977, we actually have an example that everyone has seen. Star Wars. That, mm-hmm. was the lo- that was the top-tier special effects in 1977. You may notice, Star Wars still has awesome special effects. I still completely believe the effects in Star Wars. That's mm-hmm. how good those are. Uh, this is not on that tier. This is TV movie. Um, and, and before we get into to the, you know, the effects of the film as a whole, I kind of want to lay into a little bit of the history of what comic books on television were like in that age. Of course, everyone remembers the Superman series from the, I guess it was the 40s or 50s. Yeah. I th- oh, yeah. Yeah. The, was, uh, it, was that the cartoon or the serial TV show? The, uh, the George Reeves show. Okay. Um, which was very, very popular, very well liked, and not a bad show. Mm-hmm. Not a bad show. I used to watch it growing up um, on Nick at Night. Um, I did too. That's, I was just about to say that, actually. It, it was cute. It was cute. It, you know, not over the top great. Um, they did a movie about the making of it. Batman uh, uh, Batman nailed Superman's uh, mother in it. Oh, was Seriously, that? Seriously, look up the... But was that the Ben Affleck movie? Yeah, the Ben Affleck-Diane Lane movie. Yeah, Hollywood Lane. That wasn't bad. Gives Martha a new meaning, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist it. Keep in mind, I like Batman vs. Superman a lot. Paul and I were just oh. discussing it over the weekend. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't resist the joke. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, um, of course, everyone knows Batman 66, which still holds up so gloriously. And I will forever be grateful for Warner Brothers for giving us those two movies and letting that be the note that Adam West ended his career on. I, yeah. I will forever be grateful that Adam West got to end his career on the note of playing Batman. Um, and then, of course, the but then there are the two that really, I think, matter the most, which is, uh, which ones? Um, of course, The Incredible Hulk, which was a mega hit. Big, big hit film, big oh, hit yeah. show for 
and still, I, and I think a very good adaptation. I, I think it's a very good adaptation. I kind of enough. I kind of enough to where Lou Ferrigno did the voice in uh, the Avengers film. In the first one, uh, yeah. 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 Now they've switched voices now. Oh yeah, well for obvious reasons. Mark Ruffalo. I, I guess they somehow think that Mr. Uh, multiple Oscar nominee is good enough to play a gr- a green rage monster. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I just say how much I love that Mark Ruffalo has never condescended to being in these movies? You can tell he is having a goddamn blast doing them. He loves it. <laughs> a, the the weird twitchy, just crazy performance he gives in Thor Ragnarok is art. It is the hardest I have seen mm-hmm. someone trying. I don't know, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe brings that out in the actors where they're like, I'm going to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. And so, and so anyway, let's, so, you know, you have to establish the Incredible Hulk, big iconic show, big hit show. Uh, you also had Wonder Woman about that time um again another big hit show <laughs> linda carter linda carter yeah we just she's what we think of when we think of wonder woman um honestly i think still even more so than the movie version you know yeah. i think forever when you mention that character she's going to be the first image that you, you think of and there's a reason for that she was so insanely perfectly cast mm-hmm so Marvel wanted their money. They wanted their money, and uh, so Spider-Man got the uh, TV gig. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about this movie. Um, something that I have to point out about these shows. Um, you'll notice if you go back and look at the 70s that anything that Marvel did in the 70s, you'll notice a conspicuous lack of the villains. You'll notice the supporting cast is usually absent from the comics. Mm-hmm. You'll notice all these things that are absent. There is a reason. When Marvel did these shows, they would literally only sell you the main character and maybe a couple of other characters. Uh, compared to mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk show, I mean, I want to point out the Incredible Hulk show doesn't have General Ross. That's how much Marvel would limit what you got when you got the shows. Hmm. Is is that not insane? That and insane. and that's crazy. That's crazy. Just Thunderbolt Ross would have been a great villain for that show. You wouldn't have had to spend any budget on him because <coughs> he didn't have any superpowers then. Um, <laughs> Wait, he gets he gets superpowers in the comics? Isn't he like the Red Hulk or something? He is the Red Hulk. What? Paul is correct. He eventually becomes a Hulk himself. Oh my god. Man, wow. wouldn't you have loved to have seen Sam Elliott or William Hurt Hulk out? <laughs> oh, yes. that would have been. I would have. I would have paid a good chunk of change to see that. <laughs> of course, the Red Hulk didn't exist when uh, Elliott played the part, but uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing. We may yet still see that because, uh, of course, William Hurt is still involved in the movies. He was just in Infinity War. Uh, which, by the mm-hmm. way, there. That's your, that's your answer to everybody who's like. So is the Incredible Hulk still canon? For the love of God, yes. Yeah. For the, yes. You know, Hurt has continued to be in the movies, so yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Shut up. And also, the Incredible Hulk is awesome. I'm just going to say it again. I just, I'll always get a bat for that. 
So anyway, let's get let's get into the. So anyway, so as I said, with this movie, what you got in this package was. Oh wait, I haven't even gotten to the craziest thing. When they did the Fantastic Four cartoon, uh, mm. they the reason that they didn't have the Human Torch was the urban legend goes that they didn't have the Human Torch because they didn't because they were afraid kids were going to imitate him. No, oh, it's even crazier. Setting themselves on fire. No, that's not true. Oh. Uh, what it is is they'd sold the rights to the Human Torch for a TV show of his own. Oh. That never got made because they looked at the cost of making that character and were like, oh, no, we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of a stupid idea. Um, I wonder what he would look like. Would he look like those uh, little toy campfires that you buy for kids with the blowers that blow around the flames? Probably. <laughs> probably. By the way, the Human Torch is pro- appears to be an anti-cursed part. Um uh, Jay Underwood played the part in uh, the uh, 94 movie, and okay, his career didn't go anywhere. But Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan both did fine after playing the part, so that's kind Oh, of yeah, fun. in their own respective Marvel films, no less. Indeed they did. <laughs> Evans even got to be one of the most iconic comic book characters of all time. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Uh, so anyway, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a lot of time on this movie. There's a reason, and we're going to get to it when it gets as I get to the film, which is, yeah, mm-hmm. they only had, they only had four characters though. You had Spider-Man, Aunt May, J. Jonah Jameson, and uh, Robbie Robertson. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all they had. They didn't even get Betty Brant in the Daily Bugle staff. So they didn't even get mm-hmm. the love interest that you could have had in that pack. They, that's, that's it. They, they, was, they did. I was wondering like, while watching it, it's like, well, there's there's a redhead in here that's in a prominent nope. part, and she is not Mary Jane, and I wondered nope. why that was. Anyway, that's that's what you had there, was you didn't have any of the supporting cast. I mean, you just, you were limited on what you got. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. let's get into the movie as a whole, because it's really, there's really not much to this movie, is there? No, not really. Yeah, it, it just, like, when the second the movie starts it just dies right into the plot yeah like without the, like not even like the the spider-man origin story doesn't happen before the plot gets going yeah the plot is really simple people are committing mm-hmm. robberies and then trying to kill themselves and succeeding in many cases and um that becomes the mystery of the film is what's going on at the same time peter parker uh, played by Nicholas Hammond, gets uh, his origin, which we all know. Mm-hmm. And the movie, to its credit, plays it very faithfully by the origin. Uh, there's no Uncle Ben. He's Is he referenced, even? No. No. No, he's not even referenced. There's no Uncle Ben. Mm-mm. They probably didn't have the rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even think of that. Gets, but he is living with his aunt, and it's obvious that they're struggling. Mm-hmm. So there is that. They're, they're, they're at least, well, they at least nod to that. Well, here's the thing but, about that. <laughs> um, that's not the impression I got. Like, it's... Yeah, the the context may have shown it, but, like, looking at the house they live in... Oh, it's, it's a like, gorgeous house. Yeah. It's very... Like, I know he's living in the attic, but still. Compared to the actual slum apartment that they had in uh, Homecoming, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or it's insane. It really is. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, by the way, Aunt May is an old woman in this. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, Homecoming is the only movie that's decided, we're just going to get rid of the old woman thing for Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> I, it still seems weird to me that there has been a movie where Aunt May has had cleavage. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's That's just wrong, y'all. But so right. Because it's I mean, Marissa I understand. Tomei. I understand. You cast Marissa Tomei, you're not going to fake like, well, she's old and decrepit. You can't fake that. I get it. No. And she was great in the part, but it mm-hmm. was still wrong. But anyway, mm-hmm. the origin story, it's your basic origin story. It's your Spider-Man origin story that we've seen twice now. Um, I want to thank the Marvel Cinematic Universe for not giving us third iteration, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Well, they, well I saw a thing that said that they... Um... Uh, when they made Homecoming, they actively looked at the other Spider-Man movies and, and went, okay, what have we seen before? And what can and we... it showed. Yeah. It like showed. It's, like, you know, it occurred to me after I got out, it's like, you know what? They they didn't show any, like, building, except for the except for the Washington Monument, they did not show any, like, building-to-building building web-slinging action. It's like, I'm okay with that. There's a little bit of... No, there's a little bit of it. There's a little bit of it here and there. It's not, just not the epic that you get. Not skyscraper. Like, there are no, no. skyscraper. Like, he, he no. web swings through a backyard. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But he... However, uh, that is... There is some Infinity War. There is. And it looks yeah. really good. Um, it does. By the way, can I just say how excited I am that Far From Home is going to be him going to Europe? Really? Yeah. That's why it's called Far From Home? Uh-huh. Because he's going to Europe. Nice. Can I just say that I know that some people are mad because it's like, but Spider-Man has to be in Brooklyn or Queens because he's a Queens character. Mm-hmm. No, Spider-Man can leave New York. I've seen him in New York for mm-hmm. six movies. Mm-hmm. Let him leave. I am yeah. fine let, with let him, him s- going. Let him sling off Big Ben for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see Spider-Man in France. I want to see that shit. Yeah. So... Because here what you've got is, again, it's your standard origin. It's, you see him experimenting with powers, and again, this is where the special effects talk comes in. It's, they're workable effects, is the way to put it. They're workable. You can clearly tell that it's a rope that's been shot out of a, of a, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell it's a, you can tell it's a, and sometimes in reverse. (laughs) And sometimes often in reverse. You can yeah. tell that the webbing is literally just, hey, go fling that net. <laughs> it's not even a net. It's like the the spider webbing you get in like a uh, a Halloween store, like the like can, stretched out cotton. Yeah, it it really is. You you can tell the green screen. Yeah, especially the way that he sticks his ass in the air when he flies, <laughs> because I w- they've added. I will say that the my only real criticism of this movie, like I like the I like the point of view shots. Uh huh. Those are really good. Yeah, those are good. Those are those add like a touch of like hey, um. But I think it's I think it's a little too in love with its own of trickery because there are there are like long shots of him wall crawling where he just looks confused. The I want to point out, by the way, almost all of the wall crawling and all of that that was shot for this 
It was mm-hmm. reused for the rest of the series. Of course it was. You know, I think I saw a thing on that. <laughs> they, and you can tell it was tra- it was blatant that that was what they were trying to do was get yeah. their money's worth in the pilot. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got that. Um, the I read that some of the wall crawling was an actual person. Like yes, that's why they kept. That's why they had to reuse it because like it was so dangerous that they could only do so many takes of what he was doing. You can tell what. <laughs> You can tell what that was because it looks real. I mean, it doesn't. There is a tactility to it. Your eye can tell. Your eye can tell. I mean, why do you think Mission Impossible is on its sixth film? Because your eye can tell that's not a stuntman doing those insane things that by that man that seems to have a death wish. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I really and truly, the, the special effects in this, they're what they are. The suit looks okay, but the eyes look awful. Yeah, the eyes are like just tiny pocket mirrors. They, it's, it, um, that said, Spider-Man's costume is one of those things, it's hard to screw up. Um, I think it's really telling that in the three cinematic iterations that we've gotten, they've never changed it, fundamentally. Sam Raimi made the webbing raised, which looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but otherwise, and there's been variances in patterns, but it's basically the same. Red and blue, spider on the front. The eye mask has always been the same. Mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe did make it better, though. Apertures. Yes, that's like, the best. Which, which gave it, which means that he can show personality. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool does the same thing where they just cheat like hell with the eyes. Yeah. CG uh-huh. cheat. They cheat so <laughs> shamelessly with that, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah, it's, Paul, it's... have you seen Deadpool two? I have not seen Deadpool two yet. Oh, it that's great! So much. It's so much better than the first. It shocks me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not something a, I expected to hear. It's yeah. a huge step up. It is a huge step up. Better writing, um, better mm-hmm. characterization, much better action. Well, of course, that's because it's the John Wick team. Yeah, so uh, D- uh, David Leach uh, stepped in to direct, and that dude. There is one sequence involving Domino and her powers that is just breathtaking. You're just like, holy shit. How poetic is that in the execution? Uh, also, film room, mm-hmm. obligatory film room shout out. Former guest of the show was one of the, uh, Elizabeth yes. Ronald was one of the, uh, was one of our, uh, was one of the editors. Was on one the of the editors on that, which we, which we actually conje- uh, uh, were talking about before we had her on and we kind of conjectured yeah. that. <laughs> which I love, I love. Yeah. So anyway, so getting back, so getting back to this because I'm because again I just getting back to this movie. So it's it's the, the it's you know it's not bad. The fight scenes are okay because he doesn't really have a villain to fight. It's faceless ninjas because the seventies had to be ninjas. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know. It's. Just, I love it. I love that they shorthanded the his conclusion with those guys where he's like, okay, look. um... He's defeated. You guys are free. Let's be friends, all right? They're like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. Oh, I'll yeah. go with that. No, come on. In real life, those guys would have been hired, and they, they, they wouldn't have been on mind control. They would have been on money control. Yes. <laughs> um, then you've got the cult stuff. Ooh, this is where we could talk about the 70s a bit. Oh, boy. Oh. This is a, oh, this I was think a, I know. This was I a parody. This was a parody of something that was actually going on. Uh, consciousness raising seminars. Um, Werner yeah. Erhard and EST. That's e what this was based EST. on. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, my parents were describing that to me once. They, they lived, it is. Reference they lived through the 70s. Uh, it's something about, like, I think John Denver was big on it. Um, it's maximizing your potential and there, there it was something like um um you either get it or you don't or something like that which yeah. sounds like scam talk to me it was a scam of it was course. an epic scam of course. an epic scam so you've got that and that's what this guy is very much a parody of um and there's also a reference honest... to it in uh fargo season two mm-hmm Honestly, there's so little to say about the villain in this movie. Yeah. There's so little to say about any of the characters aside from Spider-Man and one other that we're going to get into. Mm -hmm. But it's a decent enough plot. It's a, it's a mystery. He gets involved in this, in this when he saves a man from uh, jumping. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's investigating. He's investigating what's going on. Um, and then, of course, he falls prey to it. Mm -hmm. uh, they wind up. He winds up getting one of the mind control devices, which, by the way, there are so many ways that this plot doesn't make sense. Like it's this transmitter that's put on your clothes. So what if people lose theirs? What if they, you know, it's a mm -hmm. dumb plot. It's a silly basic plot, but you know, for a '70s Spider-Man film, it's not bad. I could have seen this being an issue of the comics. Yeah. 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 Um, like of that of that era, yeah. It feels like it's it's a Spider-Man story. It's no, I don't think there was much cross promotion with this with the comics. No. I've never seen any ads. I've never seen any evidence. They pro now on the other hand, they promoted the animated series. Um, <laughs> um, they promoted multiple ones of those hard. So I don't know. Yeah, but the, anyway, getting back to uh, I will say on this. Uh, I just read Stan Lee's autobiography, like his uh, it's a graphic novel, mm -hmm. and he does briefly mention uh, the Spider-Man TV series. He's like, yeah, we licensed it out, and uh, it, he doesn't have much good to say about it. He said it no. was like it wasn't it wasn't made for the format. No, it wasn't. One thing that I do do find annoying is that the way that he is able to defeat like the bad guy's influence over him sheer dumb luck he's a yeah yeah he's, get, he's getting ready to go jump over the edge and oh the pin just magically falls off <laughs> it is such horseshit yeah i thought about that it's like oh that might be the biggest contrivance i have ever seen in a comic book movie it's like and a, i have it's a What's what's funnier is it's like a thing that's specifically there so people don't try to do what he's trying to do, mm. and it so it works. Just scrapes it right off. It's like okay, 
So there we go. The hero of the movie is the railing. <laughs> I I honestly thought they would try to do like a oh you know he he like his spider sense saves him or his power that him would in some be, way. It'd yeah, be it it's like no 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 it's just sheer dumb luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk briefly about the daily daily bugle in this because that is the one thing that does show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do get the daily bugle and poor Dave. I feel bad for even talking about David White's performance as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Not because he's bad. He's fine in the part. He's just but it's not as good as J.K. Simmons. Here's the problem, though. Mm-hmm. It's literally maybe Christopher Reeve is maybe the closest thing I can think of to someone who was so perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons just... You know, it's amazing to go back and watch the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, and everybody else is, you know, they're pitching it at a comic book level, but Simmons mm-hmm. is pitching it so much harder than everybody else. He has it so much stronger, so much more ludicrous, so much more over the top, that you kind of wonder what movie he thought he was in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is J. Jonah Jameson, as perfectly as anybody could have done it what's what's funny is that was my introduction to the character i knew the character from the comics being a huge fan Mm -hmm. and i expect and in my mind i had him as this ludicrous blustery you know raging ranting angry character Mm -hmm. and i didn't think you could get that that perfectly (laughs) his voice was perfect it's Mm -hmm. it's not for nothing that simmons is an oscar winner i'm just gonna say Mm mm-hmm you and you talk about actors having fun. Um, you can go in. You, by the way, you can watch his audition on. Uh, you can watch his screen test on the um, on the DVD, and I'm oh. pretty sure it's on YouTube. Dang. And he had it. He had the voice down from the word go. Nice. Uh, side note: This doesn't have to make the cast, but Simmons is also the subject of one of the funniest stories I've ever heard about an actor, mm-hmm. which is Billy West was. Uh, Mm-hmm. with his ex-wife they were watching oz and mm-hmm. uh she was watching his performance on that and she was like tell him i think this guy's a real white supremacist that they found oh <laughs> yeah she yeah. thought he was a real she thought he was the real deal and simmons looked at him or, and west looked at him was like i know that guy that's the peanut m&m <laughs> mm. <laughs> which yes for those that are unaware is true yeah, that is the peanut M M&M. and M for well, for Doc going Stephens. on twenty years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, David White is fine in the part, but he's so muted next to Simmons. I think he mm-hmm. tries to play it like he tries to play Jameson as if he were a real person. Simmons didn't. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, can I also point out that E. W. Swackhammer? No, no, no. Let me give his full name. Oh, Egbert. Barndurink Swackhammer. What? That is the name of the man that directed this movie. What? Not Sam Raimi. I'm just going to say it. Not Sam Raimi. Egbert. Egbert Barndurink Barndurink Swackhammer. That's that's the silliest name since Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. It is. By the way, oh, that's wow. another subject of some of one of the funniest things I've ever read, that's which a, is someone... That's a steampunk name. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> By the way, I heard someone once nail it, which is Sherlock's parents on Sherlock don't seem like the kinds of people that would have named their kids Eurus, uh, Mycroft, and Sherlock. But then you remember that in real life, those actors did name their kid Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. So, you'll figure. Yes, they were those kinds of people. Nice. Yes, for the unaware, yes, Sherlock's parents are Sherlock's parents, literally. Oh, yes. Swaghammer's not, he's not Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. And by the way, can we all just pause and note how amazing it is that a major studio hired the director of the Evil Dead movies to make a Spider-Man movie and yes. then gave him complete control over it? That's fantastic. They just, they hired him and were like, okay, dude, go nuts. Mm-hmm. Go crazy. Like, we'll let you do it. Even Spider-Man 3 isn't bad in that, in that sense. It's just... It's very much him. Yeah, it's still him, but this you can tell where the studio interference lies. Mm-hmm. You can. Honestly, the studio interference lies in the good parts of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. His ideas were pretty bad for that movie. <laughs> um, so anyway, Swaghammer, there's no, I mean, there's really, there's no visual style to this movie. Let's talk about one of the unfortunate things about how we all watched this movie, though. Mm-hmm. This was not a good cut of the movie, to be honest. It was terrible. Beyond it, terrible. This was a bar- barely visible cut. By the way, I watched it on a 4K TV. I just want to point that out. Yeah. I watched it on a 4K HD TV. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what the phrase, it looked like shit, is meant for. Yes. I I <laughs> well, I was watching it on my phone. Um, Probably looked better. Yeah, I don't know about that. But it there was a there's a part where it's like it wasn't even at that much of a distance, but like Spider Man drops down from somewhere and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell it was him until I like squinted. It's like, Oh yeah, there's the red and there's the blue Yeah. And, oh. God bless that iconic costume. Yeah. It's I now this is not the fault of whoever uploaded it. Uh-huh. This is the fault of Sony, which owns the rights, mm-hmm. for not getting it, getting us an HD version of this show. Yeah. We need, I would, because that's the thing, I really want to recommend this. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Because as I said, as a nice sev- look at Spider-Man in the 70s, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's fun. It, I like seeing what they were doing without the fullest ability to do it. Yeah. But... As it stands, we need we need a better quality version. Maybe not a Blu-ray, though. I don't know. Uh, you know, famously, I've heard many people point out Blu-ray is the best thing that ever happened to Batman '66. Yeah, because that show looks real good in high definition. Ooh, nice. So, several people have noted Adam West is very much flattered by having high definition. Hmm. By the way, that's one thing that E.W. Swackhammer did shoot was the Lookwell pilot. Lookwell. The Conan. This is a legendary pilot from Conan O'Brien and Robert Smigel, oh. starring uh, Adam West as a would-be uh, as a former TV private detective who decides to become the real thing. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, it is a legendary comedy pilot, and that's also an E.W. Swackhammer project. Ah. 
Also, wow. just because I want to say it one more time, Swackhammer. I know. I like that. Swackhammer. That, 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 that's just such a great villain name. Isn't that Danny DeVito's character in Space Jam? Is Swackhammer? I don't know. I don't remember Space Jam well enough, and I sure as hell don't care. I don't think Danny DeVito was in. No, Danny DeVito was the voice of the uh, villain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Look, 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 we don't get to block out Bill Murray in that. We don't get to block out Danny DeVito either. No. We just get to remember that at least the other movie that DeVito was in in 1996 was uh, Matilda. Mm-hmm. And it is far better that we remember him for, we remember him being in that. I was about to say we remember him for, and it was like, uh, he's still alive. New season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia does start next month. Yep. Cannot wait for that. Gonna gonna say that. Can't wait for that. Yes. Not in the least can I wait for that. (laughs) God, I love that show. It's such a great show. (sighs) It is such a wonderful blue... Have you seen there somebody uh, mixed uh, <coughs> audio clips from It's Always Sunny with video from uh, uh, Sesame Street? Nice. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Sony, get on it. Give us a high-definition release, please. Do this show of de- a, a service because it really looks bad. And I think it probably would look fine in a good high-definition release. Because uh, right now, all that's circulating, there was... And part of that is, there was only a home video release in 1980. Yeah. 1980. There was mm-hmm. one home video release, and then it's never been on video again. There's never been a DVD release. I would settle it's for It's not DVD. easy to find, either. Like, VHS-wise. I think I no. saw it, and it was like $30, $40 for this. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not easy to find. So you're, you know, you now you can find the entire series on YouTube. Let's be clear, but it's mm-hmm. not in a quality that we like. Um, I, I will say there is one thing about the show that I don't think I've hit on that I do think is the best thing about it, which is let's talk about Nicholas Hammond as Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, he was not bad. I, I think he should be talked about more, at least in the canon of guys that did it. Yeah, I, you know. Um, he, I, I put him around the same level as the voice actors who've done it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, a canon that includes, uh, I actually talked with this guy briefly at one point online, Christopher, Christopher Daniel Barnes, who did mm-hmm. it for the nineties TV show. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. I have, I have some very positive thoughts on him. Nice. Um, Is this the animated show? Yeah. The nineties animated show. Awesome. He was very encouraging to a friend of mine when she was having a bad day. And so that is, he is a cool dude. I, I, I got a lot of love for that guy. And of course he was Prince Eric in Little Mermaid. Oh, really? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I think, I, I think he's about in that area. Um, you've also got, you know, um, let's see, who was the dude who did it for the 2000? Oh yeah, it was Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Doogie Hauser did it for the, the guy who played Doogie Hauser did it for the, uh, 2000, uh, three animated series on MTV. Wonder what became of him. No idea. <laughs> I just realized I don't think he ever won an Emmy for How I Met Your Mother. Really? So that so there you go. Oh. There you go. Awards are useless. I mean, we already yeah. knew that. <laughs> yeah, we already knew that. But not giving Neil Patrick Harrison Emmy for How I Met Your Mother is 
criminal. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Fix this. Fix this mistake. I mean, he got a Tony at least, so. Anyway. And, God, he's good in Gone Girl. Um, but anyway, I, I, I Hammond does a really good job. He's really... He's, he looks exactly like the 70s version of the character. He's got the hair. He's got the build. He's got that kind of everyman thing going on. Mm-hmm. He's nothing all that... He's nothing all that extraordinary, but he's got the right voice. Um, you know, yeah. of the four live-action Spider-Men that we've had, mm-hmm. he's probably down around the bottom. He's probably around the bottom, but that's only because... I don't know. I might like him. I honestly might like him more than Tobey Maguire in the part, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, if let's see, if I was to do my personal rankings, it would probably go. Um, Holland definitely number one. Holland has become my number one pretty easily. And before anybody says, but you don't have enough films to judge him on, I have three. So, there. Oh, what else has he uh, uh, done? Like. Well, um, he's he's only done one other film that I've seen him in, but I'm talking about Spider-Man movies. Oh, Spider-Man. Okay, he's, gotcha, gotcha. He's been gotcha. Spider-Man three times. I can judge him. Uh, he's been Spider-Man more than uh, Andrew Garfield was. But Holland, number That's one. True. Huh. Yes, Holland. Garfield's probably number two. <clears throat> as bad as the as bad as number two got, he was an amazing Peter Parker. Nailed yeah, it. He was. Yeah. Uh, the, then I think the the thing I saw said there's a thing i saw that said that uh toby mcguire was a great spider-man uh andrew mm-hmm. garfield was a great peter parker and um tom holland is great at both yeah that's that's how i see it that's how i see it what about you paul do you share in the now i will say this holland has a massive head base but what about you paul how do you feel about uh, our current rating spider-man i like him I like him a lot. I mean, I grew up on the Tobey Maguire one, so I don't really have a problem with him. But and I, I think Homecoming, Homecoming was like one of my favorites Which because thing? of his Homecoming. Yeah, I love that I, was what because of Holland. So um, I want to get back to Hammond, but I want to go off on a rant here, which mm-hmm. is I am going the next person that tells me that no true Spider-Man fan would like Homecoming is going to meet my fist. <laughs> I, I can't take this anymore. I swear to God, you gatekeeping assholes are becoming as bad as the Star Wars gatekeeping assholes. And you want to talk mm-hmm. true fans? Come on, come on, let's 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 play, let's dance. I've got boxes upon boxes of graphic novels, eight years of Amazing Spider-Man continuous, um, mm-hmm. multiple years of um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Again, incredible amounts of trades, multiple. Um, virtually every prose novel ever written about the character. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's dance. <laughs> let, 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 let's dance, you gatekeepers. Um, I Here's the thing. I want a different version of Spider-Man the same way that the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko version is different from the Brian Michael Bendis version, hmm. is different from the J. Michael Straczynski, is different from the Dan Slott. Yeah. I want different interpretations. Why is it that that's okay in the comics, but in the movies it has to be Lee Ditko? Right. I don't get it, because I really... You know, 
I, I'm sorry. I just I enjoyed the current run, and I, I thought Homecoming was just an absolute blast. Oh um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, back to Hammond. He's bland, but he's good. What'd you think, Paul? I like him. I mean, I didn't think Peter Parker himself is not really that an extraordinary of a person. So to just have some like radioactive tech dude that was bumbling yeah. around, didn't have any money to buy his camera supplies or anything. I thought it was yeah. a great portrayal. It, that's mm-hmm. the character from the comics. I mean, that's that's the guy from the comics. I thought they nailed it. I, I got no issues. I've got no mm-hmm. issues. Um, let's see. As I said, I, I do, you know, as I said, this is a minor film. I don't have that much more to say about it. So I'm going to let y'all do your final thoughts. And then there are a couple of topics that I wanted to bring up, just bounce around with y'all. But Paul, yeah. since you're the guest, your final thoughts? I <laughs> thought it was fun. I thought it was psychedelic in a weird, <laughs> weird, charming way. And I wanted an HD uh, transfer of it just to see how many different spiders they used in the, that beginning sequence. Because I think be it was cool. about three. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's very That'd unclear. Cool. Yeah. Albert, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, overall, overall, it was enjoyable. Like, it wasn't, it didn't drag at all. Uh, it got right to the point. I enjoyed that. Um, otherwise, like, yeah, he makes a good Peter Parker. Like, he's not the, he's a college student in this one. Like, he doesn't start Which out. Which is fine. As, yeah, teenager. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it was, it worked. It worked. Yeah. Like it so for the about, most part. <laughs> go on. Go on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about one other movie that I've seen a bit of and do not recommend anybody seeing any more of. Oh. We all know that there was a 70s Captain America movie. They actually did two. Oh. One of which just, this blows my mind. Christopher Lee was the villain in the second one. Oh. Because if your hero is Reb Brown you really want to make him look as bad as possible by putting Christopher Lee in there as the villain. Mm. I'm just, I'm laughing at that thought that your villain is, uh, what is it that they called him in space, in the space mutiny MST three K. Oh God. Uh, they got this. Oh, um, which name? <laughs> oh yeah. They had so many good ones. That's yeah. the point. Bob Johnson. <laughs> they, 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 that guy. When that's your yeah. he, when he, oh, he played. You're talking about um, my sister is a werewolf. The Howling Two. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh my God, he was in two movies with Christopher Lee. Oh you're God. right. Jesus, he was in two movies with Christopher Lee. That's insane. That is. Uh, weird. By the way, fun fact: when uh, when Christopher Lee did. Uh, gremlins 2 he apologized to joe dante <laughs> for having done howling 2 oh my god well, that's perfect. It's, it's, it's okay um anyway uh, here's the plot of the now we all have seen the uh chris evans utter perfection mm-hmm. version that we've got for the live action for the cinematic time mm-hmm. and look that version's perfect i i can't make any complaints about it mm-hmm. uh it's dead on um, I love, by the way, that we do now know what happened to Red Skull. Yeah. Not... Have you, Paul, have you seen uh, Infinity War? No, I have not. Oh, we will okay. not spoil that then. Oops. Oops. No. We will not spoil it's, any it, further. It's fine. I think 
Well, I just saw Ant Man and the Wasp, so I spoiled it for myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do find out what happened. You do find out what happened to Red Skull. It's cool. You do get to find out what happened to Red Skull, where he's been. It's a it's a good answer. It's a and it's a hell of a scene when he shows up. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, you got that. Um, so here's here's so we so again we'll fix in our minds the perfect comic accurate version. The only change that they made was they made Bucky uh, appear instead of a younger friend, which, God, that worked so much better. And let's be mm-hmm. blunt, they made him appear so that they could do Winter Soldier. Because mm-hmm. in the comics, they explained them being the same age as being, oh, well, he's, he's aged a bit because of the whole being out of, the, uh, being out of that. But no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, in this version, they were, he was just his best friend, and that was the only change they made. And then they added the USO stuff, which was amazing. But anyway, yeah. so let's get that perfect version in our minds. Here's here's what the 70s TV movie is about. Steve Rogers is a uh, bum drifting around the country in his sweet-ass van um, when uh, he uh, comes home. His father's been killed. He discovers that there's a serum that his dad was working on called Full Latent Ability Gain, or FLAG. And that his father was obsessed with the idea of a character, of a character called Captain America, like that was this idea that he wanted to be, and the mm. idea was it was a serum that would, well, basically what the super soldier serum did in the comics and uh, Captain America. But you know, again, Steve Rogers was never in World War II and never in the ice. Uh, so, so yeah, he's just, he, he's just a hippie, basically. He's just a hippie. Oh, oh my god. It is, y'all, my DVD skipped, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to finish this. I don't mm-hmm. want to see where this is going. This is so bad, I do not give a rat's ass. Oh, mm-hmm. at the end, they do give him his shield in the second movie. It's his motorcycle windshield. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Remember how perfect his shield was? in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how they explained it well, Mm -hmm. and how it was made out of vibranium, (laughs) which was a way of setting up for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And again, how the Marvel Cinematic Universe has handled Captain America perfectly. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, this was bad. And again, Marvel, they would send out their rights piecemeal, Selling off, eventually they'd start selling off. You bought a character, you got all the characters in their sub-universe, which is why Sony can go and make Venom, because when they got the rights to Spider-Man, they got the rights to do spin-off movies, and that's why they're doing Venom. Hmm. Venom, incidentally, I think Venom looks awesome. I think yeah. Venom's going to be a, a blast. Yeah, that does look fun. <laughs> Did you see the new trailer, I, Paul? I... I avoid trailers for the most part, but I'll check it out. It looks real good. It looks really gross and disgusting. I can't wait. <laughs> well, then it'll be right um, up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, let's let me also point out just a few other things that I noticed. Uh, first of all, um, I just really liked. Uh, uh, so we've got that. Um, as I said, they would sell off their characters piecemeal. Slowly, Marvel has been rebuilding the rights. Um, the big character that they, the big characters that they do not have the rights to, 
are they don't have distribution rights for Spider-Man or um, Hulk, which is why they can show up in Avengers movies, but other studios have to distribute them. But they have a good deal going with Sony. They have an excellent deal going with Sony. And I think it's I think it's a strong deal going. And we're getting Spider-Man done right through this, so I don't care. Sony knows it's more valuable to have an MCU Peter Parker than to not. Mm-hmm. And they're right. It is more valuable to them. Uh, because, I mean, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't have seen Homecoming if it wasn't an MCU film. I've seen every Spider-Man movie in the theaters aside mm-hmm. from the TV movie. But, you know, it, it, it is more valuable to them. It is more valuable to them. And and then there's the big characters that they don't, don't have the rights to mm-hmm. or didn't until uh, last Friday. What? The X-Men. Yeah. Oh, they, they finalized the deals? The deal I'm was approved. Sh- yeah. yeah, the deal was approved. Now, they won't actually get the rights back to the characters until, like, they can't actually do anything with them until, I think, 2020. Okay. Well, that's not... Now, that's, not too, that's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's not... That's... Especially because they've got their slate for 2019 already shot. <laughs> and, and frankly, their 2020 slot already planned. You know, we could get into a long discussion about is the Marvel-Fox deal, is the Disney-Fox deal a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's largely a bad thing for art, but, you know, it has its pluses. But anyway, but but yeah, now at this point, Marvel, basically, they've got all their characters back under one umbrella. Yes. Good, good. Always as it should be. Yes. Always as it should be. Oh, by the way, anybody who thinks that they're not going to keep making Deadpool movies, (laughs) what? Yeah. Yeah, that $300 million grossing Deadpool movie, that sure was a, that sure was an embarrassment. Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Both of them, both of them have grossed over $300 million. I just want to point that out. Mm -hmm. Both Deadpool movies have grossed over $300 million. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, and they're, well, it's, it's also like, uh, you know, people that don't think like, Fox is still going to exist as a thing, like, just like, you know, Disney released their more adult movies under, like, Touchstone and Miramax. And... I think that's, honest to God, I think that's what they did. I really mm-hmm. think they bought the Fox logo, they mm-hmm. bought the Fox label, so that they could use their pre-existing structures to get back in that game. Yes. Because at this point, the Touchstone label has moldered for so long that mm-hmm. I really think they're like, okay, Fox has a system for getting us Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think Disney wants back in the Oscar game. Mm-hmm. I think Disney. I think they'd like to be back in the Oscar game without a rapist running it. That'd be nice. That'd be nice, you know. Get back in the Oscar game without you know a rapist running it. Mm-hmm. You know that'd be kind of cool. Um, Jeez. I Disney. Disney. They're not. They're not going to turn down money. People who don't think they're going to keep making Deadpool movies. Uh. <laughs> you, you mean you, no, 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 no. If, seriously, if your argument is they want characters they can sell merchandise of, excuse me, I'm going to go laugh in this hot topic. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool yeah. is a merchandising juggernaut. Yeah, God, I see Deadpool stuff everywhere. They're and not... one thing that Disney has always struggled to do right is those harder edged comedies and like yeah. they tried their hand at horror how many times and messed up they they mm-hmm. disney cannot 
Fox can do it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I Disney, they're not going. Disney is not going to turn down money. How hard is this for people to understand? They, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to turn down money. In, incidentally, they will turn down something that won't make them money. That's why Colin Trevorrow isn't shooting episode nine right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I love that they kind of found themselves in that situation where it was like, okay, okay, um, de- desperation. Um, Abrams, please, we'll, 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 whatever you want, dude. We we just please come back. Just 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 please come back. Yeah. <laughs> From everything I've heard, Trevorrow had no idea how to work on the movie. Apparently, he had no good ideas for it. They were sending in writer after writer after writer. Mm-hmm. And Abrams just brought in uh, Chris Terrio, who worked on uh, BVS and uh, Justice League and Argo, where he won an mm-hmm. Oscar, actually. Nice. So, yeah. So that's going to be good. I'm just, I'm, you know, and Abrams is a hell of a writer, so it's going to kick ass. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to discuss The Last Jedi now that everyone has like made it so much not fun. But I, I still know. Want to do it. Yeah, I, same. It's like, what did you people want? They went and gave you an amazing classic movie. Have, what did you people want? Have you seen? There's a uh, there's a Dorothy bit on that. Yes. Like on that. You've seen the comic? Yes. We don't exist. We don't exist. Yeah. And you can you can have your nostalgia and be a child forever and never have to grow. But but I got my nostalgia. I got Yoda. Mm-hmm. I got my nostalgia. I got to see Yoda again, and he was a puppet again. Mm-hmm. There. That was my nostalgia, getting to see Frank Oz operating Yoda again. The Yoda. Like, the, the, they, the yeah, puppet. Yeah. Yeah, because they literally used the original molds to make him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's like, what did you people want they gave you? Did you want awesome lightsaber fights? There, you got, got it. Got it. Did, did you want awesome space battles? Oh boy! Mm-hmm. You got the most epic. What did you people want? No shit. Uh, it kills me because I love that movie so much. I love the Last Jedi. I'm mm-hmm. so happy with it. Oh, so good. And that's so what good. that's what makes me so angry. So anyway, um, we are gonna have to close out this cast because I am starting to see a an angry, irritable toddler. Oh boy! Uh oh. <laughs> so Paul, we thank you. Oh, so much for coming on. We always yeah. love having you on. And we'll be posting the Jonah Hex piece. Um, mm-hmm. He and I may be doing another piece. Uh, Paul, I would love for, to do like one of the, I'd love to cover one of the animated movies with you at yeah. some point. Okay. We may do that. We, um, are we still on for anyway, Black Lightning yeah, as well? The, what'd you say? For Black Lightning, the Russian like Spider-Man looking thing? No, that one I want to do as a full cast. That one, okay. that one I want to have right. you back on to do that one, dude. Because I, yeah, I, right. I want you involved in that, too. Sounds great. But, um, anyway, I'm going to let y'all... Let's do the wrap-up. You can find us at thefilmroom.org. Paul, where can mm-hmm. we find you? You can find me at wrestlingwithfilm at uh, wordpress.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Keep swinging, y'all. Keep swinging. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. later. All right, I'm going to go be dad. <laughs> All, right, right. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
46 dollars. Trouble is, they're not different enough. Well, this is the guy with the mind control. The fellow who's been writing those ransom notes is the one that's been making all these robberies and accidents happen. A wreck is a wreck is a wreck. That's all you show here. This story needs something different. It's only 46 dollars. Well, if you could get me a picture of the Spider-Man, that I'd buy. Who? Spider-Man. At least that's what these drunks call him. They saw someone climbing up and down the walls. Must be something in the water. Everyone's going crazy. But he's real. There is someone like that. He, he can climb walls, and he is like a spider. I mean it. There is a Spider-Man? Yes, sir. You're sure? Very sure. Are you on drugs? I did see him. What do you look like? Well, uh, like... like a spider. How many legs do you have? Well, two, of course. He's a man. You just said he was a spider. Spiders have got lots of legs. No, sir. He, he's like a spider. He can do the things a spider does. You know, um, climb walls and, and spin webs. And he's very, very strong. You hear all this, Robbie? I mean, do you believe what's going on here? What we thought was a smart kid who had tried to be nice to? Parker, get out of here! But you've got to believe me, please. I did see him, and, and I can prove it. I took a picture of him. A picture? Why didn't you say so? 